Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 609. The Basics of Training for Size, part one, the high rep approach by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites, of course. All right, so John's gonna talk about training for size. And this actually leads perfectly into tomorrow's Q&A episode. Tomorrow, I'm gonna talk about training principles as well. But first, let's hear what John has to say as we get right to his post and optimize your life. The Basics of Training for Size, Part 1, The High Rep Approach, by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. I've often said that while gaining muscle can be very difficult, it's also pretty simple. At the heart of it, you just need to take in more energy than you expend and use an intelligent program. This is especially true for beginners. The problem comes in when trying to figure out what intelligent program to use. You've most likely read a variety of training articles, each of them claiming to have the best formula for muscle growth. And while some are better than others, most of them work pretty well. Along similar lines, there are thousands of books out there outlining methods or providing complete programs. And while some of them are fantastic, the truth is that a lot of what's out there is based on an exciting fad rather than tried and true methods centered on the basics. Now, while they can work, they won't help you build a solid foundation that you can work from for continued progress. For that, you need to focus first on the basics. We're gonna cover six different training methods that will help you get bigger and stronger. At the end, you'll have a number of new training modalities to use on your quest for size. And today, we start with the basics. Back to basics. When it comes to gaining mass, Beginners don't need to focus on things like alternating max effort and dynamic effort training days. The most advanced thing you need to focus on is learning how to appropriately manipulate training volume and frequency to allow for optimal growth and recovery. We'll get to frequency in a bit, but let's start with volume. In the training context, your total volume is sets times reps. In order to make changes to your training program, 
You would then either add or subtract sets, reps, or exercises in order to achieve a high or lower total volume. This, of course, begs the obvious question. Which set and rep scheme is best for muscle growth? Well, as mentioned earlier, most programs work pretty well. And so the simplest answer to that question is all of them. Unfortunately, that is also the most complicated answer. You see, it's like this. Your muscles are made up of various types of fibers and which rep ranges you respond best to is going to be a factor partially determined by your particular fiber makeup. Of course, without dissecting you, which while undoubtedly fun, would not be very effective in terms of your training, there really isn't any way to tell you what your general fiber makeup is or what type of rep and set schemes you're going to respond to. None of which really answers the question, of course. Thankfully, most people will respond fairly well to various approaches to training volume. Looking at it from a different angle, we can begin to decide on set and rep schemes based on goals. Some are better for pure growth and others for a mix of both strength and size. We're gonna cover two options, both of which have a place within the context of a split routine. In such a training schedule, each session is devoted to training just one or two body parts. Speaking generally, workouts will consist of three or four exercises per body part. With that in mind, we have a general idea of volume from which we can work in terms of manipulation for various goals. Option one, size and nothing but size. Let us assume for a moment that the training focus is entirely on growth and not at all on strength. In that case, your concentration should be on the higher rep ranges, like sets of 10 to 12, or 12 to 15, or even as high as 20. As for the number of sets, well, that will be determined by the number of exercises you allocate for a particular body part. It helps to think of things in terms of total volume. For training programs that utilize sets of higher reps, I would try to limit a specific muscle group to around 120 reps per workout. Here's an example for the chest. Bench press, four sets at 15 reps. That would equal a total of 60 reps. Incline dumbbell press, three sets at 12 reps for a total of 36 reps. Dumbbell fly, two sets at 10 reps for a total of 20 reps. This means we're looking at a total of 116 reps, give or take any extras you were able to squeeze out or reps you were unable to complete. The reason for the high reps, if your focus is primarily on hypertrophy, is fiber makeup. You're training for what is known as sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, or fluid hypertrophy. High rep training is the simplest, fastest, and most visibly obvious way for beginners to pack on mass. The drawback is that the higher rep schemes used in this type of training necessitate very light, in relative terms at least, loads to complete the set. That being the case, strength tends not to increase. In fact, in some cases, you may even notice a decrease if you attempt heavier training. This is typical bodybuilder type training. All show and no go, as they say. You'll look strong, but you may not be strong. However, if all you're going for is a good look and a tight shirt, this may sound like something you might be interested in. In most cases, when new trainees hit the gym, they do some incarnation of this. They progress a bit and then stall out. As with all things, when it comes to training, everything works, but nothing works forever. You just listened to the post titled The Basics of Training for Size, Part 1, The High Rep Approach by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. 
When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, John did a series on this, so you can check out the other parts and hear what he has to say about the other approaches. They're linked in the original article, which you can find in this episode's description at oldpodcast.com. Dr. Neil here, a little bit of my commentary. So what I like about training with lighter reps, especially for beginners, is we're gonna reduce the chance for injury as well. So I do agree with John that in the beginning, as long as you're doing a workout consistently, results are gonna be more obvious. It's when you start doing those workouts consistently that you start to, as John said, stall out or you reach that plateau where it seems like, oh, I don't look any bigger anymore or I feel bored with this or this rep range feels still too light for me. But again, for beginners, as long as you're doing something consistently and not hurting yourself, that's really the goal. But when you start to get more advanced, that's when you wanna mix things up a little bit. The American College of Sports Medicine also has some guidelines with regards to what beginners should do. They outline what to do if you wanna build strength versus size versus endurance. But the American College of Sports Medicine does say that if you're a beginner, focus on getting in one exercise at least per major body part. So when you're doing these exercises, get in at least one set for your chest, one set for your shoulders, one set that targets your back, one set that targets your legs, including your calves. That way, you start off with a balanced approach. Then, as you get more sophisticated, you can start isolating some of those moves. Oh, and did I forget to include arms? So yeah, as part of your total body workout, don't forget to include your arms, of course. So the key is, in the beginning, stay safe, go a little bit lighter, think about doing higher reps, and you will start to achieve results. But as you do that for a while, now we can get more sophisticated with it. Oh, and come back tomorrow because I'm gonna expand on some of these training principles for our Friday Q&A. And before I go, we're gonna be doing another book giveaway on Instagram very, very soon. So if you're not following us already, now's a good time. We also have pictures and facts about all of us hosts, some daily inspiring quotes, and lots more. You can find us at Old Podcast. All right, that'll do it for Thursday's episode. I'll be back here tomorrow, as I keep saying, for our Friday Q&A. So stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. 
So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.